Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of For What It's Nerd. Today, we are doing something slightly different, that being our first ever mailbag on the podcast. Um, what I essentially mean by a mailbag is it's like a Q&A, right? Um, you're, you're sending in questions, people who watch are sending in questions, and we're responding. It's also kind of like how in comics, at the back of comics, you used to have like an editor's letters to the editor type section. Very much like that. We kind of want to hear from people about the podcast about marvel about star wars so if you have any questions for the future feel free to drop into our discord we do have a mailbag channel there um which you can put into uh you know any questions you want in there what i'll do is pretty much jump straight into the questions uh i have a few curated from a list of what people had already given me um and i think they're pretty interesting i think we've got a lot to talk about here so first one very um, poignant to the podcast itself. Drill Magus asks, what made you decide to do a podcast? Um, what made me kind of decide to do a podcast was a number of different things. Primarily, um, someone suggested I do it. And I think <laughs> it helps when someone suggests that you do something because you almost feel like, well, at least one person would want to watch me do it, right? Um, it turns out that more wanted to watch me do it but at the first kind of hurdle you don't know if anyone cares and so when someone says you should do that it's, it's kind of very very nice to to hear um but i think it's also because i have a lot to say um sometimes not for the best but i have a lot to say usually and so i feel like this is a perfect way of getting my points out in a way that really um i can articulate but i don't have to kind of um, conform to a short medium like TikTok or 240 characters on Twitter, etc. I can articulate as much as I want about any subject I want. But I mean, now that I'm in it, uh, I think that decision to continue making the podcast has changed slightly. I think, you know, we sit at a point where a lot of people don't like a lot of things, especially Marvel and Star Wars. They hate the content. Like, fans of Star Wars and Marvel hate the content that comes out around Star Wars and Marvel. And I feel like there needs to be people who kind of this sounds kind of uh, very um weird to say but fight the good fight so to speak and kind of not necessarily fighting for marvel because sometimes i think marvel does the wrong thing and same with star wars i i don't necessarily agree with every decision but i think it's about fighting for let's discuss things let's talk about things you know there's a lot of content creators out there who um are so willing just to just short throw shit constantly and complain and argue and, and you know all that type of stuff but there are ones that are doing the opposite too kind of discussing and having those conversations and i think i'd rather be on that side of the line and kind of stand up for it in a sense because i feel like a lot of the stuff that surrounds these issues is uh racially motivated and sex um like um sexist like um has sexist tendencies around it. Um, and I feel like if you don't say something about that, not that you're complicit, because I don't think everyone has a platform to be able to do that, but I think, you know, if you have a platform and then you don't say something about these things, then to an extent, are you kind of culpable? I mean, not necessarily fully. I mean, some people just want to stay away from that and enjoy the content, and that's absolutely fine. I understand that, but some things are bigger than just enjoying the content, and I, I feel that very wholeheartedly. So I feel like sometimes you have to come and kind of dispute things, and I think whilst, yes, Marvel and Star Wars in a microcosm are incredibly small, they are, um, I, sorry, in, in kind of like, society as a whole marvel and star wars isn't the biggest thing but it's what i know right and so if i can discuss that and kind of change opinions on things that means the world to me 
that's more important than the actual podcast itself, if that makes sense. The success of the podcast is less important to me than being able to change or somehow um, enlighten someone's opinion on something that isn't um, the right opinion. I'm not saying that, the, that on every single thing, by the way. I'm not saying that you have to like The Last Jedi, Jedi all of a sudden. I use that one a lot. I use that um, example a lot. But you know what I mean? I'm not saying you have to, you know... Um, you have to like the last jedi suddenly i'm just saying let's not hate it for x y and z you know so that's why i kind of decided to make a podcast the next question is from andy 25 brown would you add a co-host producer to the show as a kind of general rule i wouldn't be against it i think my issue is that there will be a lot of criteria to hit to where i would kind of say that's the person I want to have on because I have a lot of people who are really good friends I have a lot of people who I mesh with but I don't know if I have someone who I feel would be happy sitting next to me every single week doing a podcast because we obviously do do it weekly it's not monthly or or, or you know fortnightly um you know, so we have this kind of situation where I would need them available pretty much Friday Saturday or Sunday to record every single week um you know, in the UK time zone, GMT slash BST, depending on the time of year. Um, so I think it'd be really hard. Um, now, what I've done to kind of alleviate this slightly, now, for those who aren't aware, I run my own channel, my personal channel, Peralta's Place, on YouTube, um, Twitch, etc. Apart from it, it's not a podcast. So apart from that, I have it on every other platform. Um, and what I've done more recently there is I've took on just started to take on should i say an editor um which frees up more time to be able to do more things like do the podcast so if that is something beneficial then maybe there's a point where i could almost start looking at some bring someone into the podcast in terms of like having a co-host etc because i would have more time to be record because i'm not editing as much on my other channel but as of right now it would have to be kind of someone who's available friday saturday sunday pretty much any time during those days not exactly because obviously we would discuss it beforehand but it would be it would be a hard thing to sell to someone i need you at the these days for this reason for now when you know versus me just kind of right i'll do it like i am recording this pretty much the same morning that it's going to go out on, the, on on tonight whereas like I couldn't do that obviously if i had a co-host i'd have to like kind of work around someone else's schedule as well which isn't necessarily bad and it can add a lot to have a co-host and you can do episodes then where you don't need a guest but i think you know as long as you're smart about your content as long as you're doing stuff like mailbags etc then it's not so bad you know you can you can do different things with it like i'm sat here now doing a mailbag because i didn't really have anyone to come on this week and again that's not like a that's like a, it was just timing scheduling wise right so i kind of went okay let's do let's do a like you know i'll sit down and uh and discuss kind of this way and so if you're if you're intelligent about your content you don't necessarily need a co-host i don't think next up we have it's not anna and uh she asks which character from the comics do you want to appear in the mcu most why this is a really good question and what i would say to it is um 
most of the characters I already want are either going to be appearing in the MCU very soon or have already appeared. Um, like the Fantastic Four are coming. Um, we are likely to see Doctor Doom at some point. Um, you've got a number of other characters coming into play very soon. Wonder Man is another one, a very obscure character, but I do like him. Um, so I kind of don't really have too many but if I was to say something, it's not necessarily that I want this character like a lot, but I would say Cyclops. Now that sounds very weird because you guys are probably thinking, well, Cyclops is pretty boring. If you've ever watched an X-Men movie or maybe if you've read some X-Men comics, um, you probably think X uh, Cyclops is boring. He's not the, he's not the best X-Men, X-Man, X-Person. Um, Wolverine's better. And to that, I'd say... Fuck you. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, but the issue with Cyclops is that he's sidelined a lot. He's an exceptional leader. He has a lot of good moments in the comics, very interesting moments, and he has a lot of interest to his character. But whenever he's shown up in a franchise, in like the movies, in like pretty much anything, he is sidelined by Wolverine. So I'm really hoping that when the MCU do the X-Men, um, that they give Cyclops a bit more like to do. Not necessarily that he didn't, have character i think he did have character in the other movies but i think a bit more to do right because i feel like wolverine always overshadows this um this kind of movie the x-men movies uh, I, and then obviously because wolverine overshadows then you've got uh, phoenix gene gray who overshadows um so you get like characters like cyclops and storm as well storm is another example these characters who are very prevalent in x-men comics and x-men media that are known by everyone but have very little to do and i think that needs to change i think cyclops and storm are the characters i want to see really kind of pushed a lot more when x-men finally come to the mcu keeping with the marvel theme for a minute a lot of people asked and i found this very interesting a lot of people were asking what my favorite marvel movie is and what my least favorite was now this is a hard one because i change my opinion on this a lot because i think a lot of people do right you can't really keep the same opinion forever because as soon as another movie is released you kind of the hierarchy of liking slash disliking might change um we are currently re-watching the mcu a lot of us as kind of part of the community and what i've realized is i very much still hate um iron man 2 i think iron man 2 is pretty shit um uh, I'm sorry to anyone who likes Iron Man 2, but I really, really hate Iron Man 2. Uh, the Incredible Hulk is not great, um, but it has some interesting parts. Uh, Thor 1 is pretty bad. Basically, the start of the MCU is not as good as people make it out to be. I'm sorry, it's true. I think the only one that did half decently for me on the first run was Captain America. But yeah, I think the MCU started pretty poorly. I, th I think apart from Iron Man 1 and kind of like... Thor 2, and again, I know a lot of people don't like Thor 2, so again, by some people's standards, there's not much going on in, in Phase 1, but I really don't like Phase 1 all that much. I watch it very quickly. Um, favorites, that's harder still, because I can definitely tell you which is something I, I dislike, but I can't really tell you what I really, really like. I think it changes, again, pretty much with the movie that comes out. Not so much this time with Love and Thunder, because I found Love and Thunder had a number of issues. I think it might change to be Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever when that comes out because that looks like a very poignant movie. But right now, if I was to say on the spot, I would say... Um, oh, 
no, this is hard. It's a lot harder than I thought. I'd probably say Infinity War. Now, because I'm not a big fan of Endgame, because I think Endgame kind of fumbles the bag on Infinity War, but I think Infinity War is a very good movie. It has a lot of strong scenes in it. It has a lot of strong character building. Um, not that Endgame doesn't, by the way. I'm not saying that it doesn't. I just think Endgame fumbles the bag slightly in some areas um, with Hulk and with... Um, Thor, I don't like how Thor is treated in those movies. In fact, I don't like how Thor is treated in most of the MCU, but that's a totally different story. Um, so I, I'd say Infinity War just kind of is like a gut reaction right now, but it could change on a on a dime um, because I go back and forth. Like Multiverse of Madness is also a really good one for me. I love Multiverse of Madness, but I don't know if it would be a top spot, like probably two or three. It, it changes, it changes. So another question I got asked was from an anonymous individual and they had said, um, what is your favorite scene in Star Wars and why? And my answer to this took a long while to actually figure out because there's so much good Star Wars and there's so much to love within it, right? But what I came to is a scene in Rogue One. And now this obviously this is a spoiler if you haven't seen Rogue One, but if you haven't, why haven't you at this point? It's like freaking five years old or something. I forget how long now. Um, I love the Princess Leia scene in Rogue One. Now, I know a lot of people will say that's very controversial because people always complain about the CGI that scene. They say it looks a bit janky, etc., etc. But the way that one line of hope is delivered is just so exceptionally poignant and it tops off Rogue One as a movie you get to that point and you understand what it's all worth, uh, what the whole movie has been about, saving lives, saving hope, essentially. And so I really love Rogue One um, and that scene for that reason, because you've got this kind of very poignant moment in the film where you feel like almost anything is possible. It's very much harkening to a line that is earlier in the movie. Again, I'm kind of going into Rogue One analysis here, but deal with it. Um, where Cassian Andor says, um, make 10 men feel like 100 or 1,000. I forget the exact line right now. I'm sorry. I imagine me saying it feels so poignant and then not knowing the line. But either way, the idea that you can make someone feel so much stronger than they actually physically tangibly are is such a strong thing and that's what that scene is it makes it lightens you you see it and like you get goosebumps and you get like i could do anything right now and i love that scene because i think so many scenes in movies are very dour and a lot of people talk about their favorite scenes being a time someone's head gets chopped off or someone gets absolutely mutilated and i think it's just nice to have a wholesome scene that you like the most i think it's it's really nice to have this moment of like your heart swelling as you watch something in a cinema or on um, your screens at home. Another anonymous question was, do you prefer Marvel or Star Wars? Any particular reason for liking one over the other? So this is a, this is a funny point because we actually just got something about this the other day. Um, Mark Ruffalo, who plays the Hulk in the MCU, um, made a statement saying that essentially Star Wars is bland, so to speak, that you get the same thing on repetition, whereas the MCU is the opposite of that. It has a lot of different, different like differentiation within it. And I'll be honest, it struck me as weird because firstly, the MCU is relatively formulaic. Like I can say that as someone who loves the MCU, that despite something like 
one division or she hulk that's coming out this week um despite all that i think more than not you're dealing with a cookie cutter situation like generally the movies follow like the if uh, he, something goes wrong infinity stone blah, blah you know like there's a lot of things that are kind of similar across the movies um and, and i don't hate that you know a lot of movies are built on the same premise i mean you know every tomb raider or uh, indiana jones movie or um, power rangers movie or they're all the same in premise because they have a similar ethic about them so to speak and, and the same is true of star wars to an extent especially the, the saga films um, but like Star Wars TV and Rogue One and Solo, which again, Rogue One is coming up. Sorry about that, guys. Um, do have a very different feel. And Andor apparently is going to be very different to anything Star Wars has put out to date. So I do kind of balk at the idea that Star Wars is one one note. So that's kind of the first thing I'll say that I don't think Star Wars is as one note as people think. And I do think Marvel is slightly more one note than people think as well with that said i have a longer relationship with star wars than i do with marvel i find myself on a daily basis reading more star wars engaging with more star wars than i do marvel because marvel comics are very hard to get into for one which when you're someone who didn't necessarily come in through the comics fully to begin with then kind of left the comics and then came back to the comics. It's very different to someone who has read Star Wars books for most of their lives. Like, as, as soon as you have that kind of connection, you're always going to like something a little bit more, right? Because, you know, something that's been brought through from your childhood into your adult life is instantly more um, attached to you than, 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 than something that you picked up kind of in your adolescence, so to speak, which I know sounds very weird to say as someone who is relatively young still, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like Star Wars has been with me for longer. So in that sense, Star Wars. But I have a lot of conversations with people about Marvel a lot of the time because I think I have a lot more friends who like Marvel than I do friends who like Star Wars and I think Marvel is slightly more mainstream than Star Wars as well so it depends on why why you're talking about Marvel versus Star Wars if that makes sense Star Wars I love for the world the universe they built because it's pretty much unique it doesn't really exist anywhere else Marvel I love for the heroes and the characters they make because even despite them being sort of similar to DC characters etc there's a lot of characters from Marvel that aren't that are very unique right and I, I like that I also like the superhero genre just because again it, it, it's similar to the, the layer question that I just answered you get this feeling of like you can do anything type thing but I think yeah again Star Wars does that too so it's weird. I think it depends on the day. It depends when you catch me. I, I say that about a lot, but I feel like if you ever give a definitive answer to a lot of these questions, A, you're going to get strung up by them eventually when someone says, well, why don't you like that anymore? I mean, you know, tastes change, but people don't. Um, so to speak, they always think, well, why are you changing? Why are you changing your stance on this now? You know, I, I feel like um, you, if, you, if you very much definitively say that is my favorite movie, uh, and always will be, then you box yourself into other viewpoints, other changes. For example, um, Shadow of the Sith was a book I read recently, which is a Star Wars book that kind of is a prequel to not just Force Awakens, but pretty much the whole um, sequel saga, uh, the sequel trilogy, and it really makes the trilogy better. 
and I know a book shouldn't be the thing to do that. The movies themselves should be good. But Shadow of the Sith completely, completely changes my opinion on a lot of things in 7, 8, 9. And I wish they had almost made Shadow of the Sith into like a prologue story. Like, like make, if they'd almost had made 7 a prologue, then do eight, nine, and like nine and a half or ten, which I know would obviously be very different to the usual trilogy format, but I don't think a quadrology would have been bad um, to finish off the saga with, you know? And on ten, that kind of sounds even better, right? But anyway, I mean, the, the, the thing is, at the end of the day, um, the end of the day, um, Marvel and Star Wars are both good, and I'm not going to sit here and say one is better than the other because at the end of the day, Marvel does some great things, Star Wars does some great things. I mean, if you look at the past few months, we got Love and Thunder, which I don't think was the best movie ever, but we got um, Kenobi this year, which I thought was great. We're getting Andor, which I thought was great, but... You know, we got Boba Fett last year, which wasn't necessarily the best. Or was that this year? I forget. Time Timelines are weird. But um, Boba Fett wasn't the best. So, I mean, you know, there, kind of in a nutshell, I mean, obviously that's very, like, that's not, like, quantifiable data, so to speak. But right away there, you have, you know, kind of three or four projects that are from two the, the two bigs, Marvel and Star Wars. And some of them are shit and some of them are good. And the same can be said of the movies and the same can be said of everything. Marvel has great things, Star Wars has great things. Enjoy them both. That's that's the top and bottom of it. That is pretty much all of our questions today, guys. Apart from I did get a question as well from Jewel Magus. I did think it was kind of funny. So we'll end on this because I am recording this just before lunchtime. Um what's for dinner? <laughs> I think uh, I think I'll be having some uh, pasta, probably. It's, I've been eating a lot of pasta recently. I don't know why necessarily. I think it's just because it's easy. Um, but uh, that's a that's a story for another time. Very on the go, very busy. Um, a lot to do. If you guys want to see more on here, let me know. We will try and do more mailbags. We'll try and do more podcasts. We'll try and even maybe do some other segments if possible. I know a few people were talking about um, tier lists. They would like to see some tier lists uh, kind of just as a bit of a fun thing to do. That would be kind of something I'd be very interested in. So we'll see about doing that in the near future. Other than that, guys, thank you so much for coming and hanging out. If you want to check out our socials, they will be in the description. Um, I think with podcasts, it's weird. I find it hard to put it in the description because I don't know how that exactly works. But um, on YouTube, if you, if, you, if you want to find our socials, they will be in the description. Um, and thank you guys, as always, for coming. I will see you next week, possibly to discuss She-Hulk, possibly to discuss something else. Who knows? Thanks, guys. And I'll see you later.